Hey there and welcome to a new episode of Thoughts On, the We Move short form podcast where we review ideas from the long form podcast and this week we're talking process or the process as we hear it. Now these two words conceal a world of reflection and adaptation in our approach to achieving our goals. In terms of application, sport is a great analogy for many of us. The often short-sighted approach to sport is to focus on the outcome exclusively, i.e. winning. Yet this approach will challenge us if chased without respect for how to get there, and that ultimately is the process. The physical, mental and spiritual approach to realising potential, which for a growing number of athletes and movers we speak to, is the holy grail by which they measure their performance and their progress. So we catch up with Caroline Burkle, swimmer and Olympic medalist uh, from the Beijing 2008 Olympics uh, in swimming. So I guess Olympic medal winning is from the outside the pinnacle and a job done for an athlete. But as we hear from Caro, the way we approach all of this is really the key. Now, these conceptual frameworks can often be challenging to grasp, requiring consistent, sincere practice to integrate them into our daily lives. But when they're there, as with anything practiced in this way, they become stronger and stronger. So really, we love listening to people who've performed at the highest. So this is a great little short form from Caro. So you can follow Caro at Caro Burkle on Instagram and also her company Rise uh, at Rise Athletes, which is an athlete mentoring program connecting the new generation of athletes with the seasoned pros uh, who've retired and who guide this younger generation forward. So enjoy. Committing to the process, trusting the process, everything is process. These are many similar terms that are presently zeitgeist. You're an Olympic medalist and thus arguably have more experience than most of the idea of dedication to a process. How important is it? I think the term trust the process can be very challenging for some people and definitely was for me as a young athlete and also at the beginning of my transition from that identity into a new identity in my life. And the reason being is because I did not understand for the life of me what the process was. I didn't understand how to create a process from something that was seemingly not really real yet, which was the outcome. So if the outcome isn't real, how do I make this process? Like, how do I know how to make a tangible process? And so I think the source of frustration that people get is it's like, okay, trust the process. Everybody says that. Everyone feels that. And it is so crucial because... The process is, in my opinion, a series of visualization techniques and a series of images. And I think we as a society are very quick to attach process to statistics and data and analytics and needing to have specific outcomes along the way. And you don't really get the, the mini outcomes, the small outcomes along the way, unless you start living in that moment and creating visions for what you want along the way. And the reason I say that this is so powerful is because I remember when I was standing on the Olympic podium and, you know, I always feel a little bit weary only using that example because there were several other experiences that this happened to me in my career, but Standing on the Olympic podium was extremely um, remarkable, a remarkable experience for me because no matter how dissatisfied I was, I still felt I could do more. I still wanted more. I 
was realizing that every single time of my career was flashing before my eyes in an image. It was unbelievable what I felt. And it felt like, you know, when they say your life flashes before your eyes, if you're, you know, in a very um, life or death situation, like a, you know, traumatic situation, this was not that. However, my life did flash before my eyes in a string of images, in a string of visions. And those visions and those images were my process. And what I realized in that moment was throughout my career, when I would battle and I would be resistant and I would struggle with times and data and statistics, it was a cry for me to start breaking down my process and images, which I did, but I didn't realize it until I looked back upon it. So it's extremely important. And I think that when we can start to create images and visuals and visions surrounding the process, it becomes a little bit of a different experience versus trying to measure it with strictly data or benchmarks of, you know, points or wins or times or things like that. So in relationship to sport, that's a part of why the process is so important. After having such a definitive end to a process in terms of going to an Olympic Games in Beijing and standing on a podium, how do you transition to the next process after you've achieved the goal? This was one of the greater challenges of my life in terms of identity. And after nearly two decades of burying my head into a process so deeply and doing such deep work within myself to get to where I wanted to be, I had no idea what I was signing myself up for. And the things that I remember were that I was ready and that I knew it would be really freaking hard. And I know that the process of my transition was messy and I, and it was extremely challenging years of therapy and I was very unhealthy mentally and physically. Um, I was healing a lot of other wounds and situations in my life that were at the time felt like I was running from them and I was choosing to run from all of that. And so that transition for me, that process was ignored for a while. Um, It's extremely important throughout a transition or a process to honor yourself and honor your body and honor your mind and really dive into allowing yourself grace and space to handle things and not run from them. And so the process of handling things is slow. It's deliberate. It's very up and down. It's very high and low. And it doesn't mean that you're failing. It means that you're getting rid of things that no longer serve you and while that can also be a cliche saying, it is, you know, you're evolving past an identity or past what you thought was the only thing that you could ever be or ever do. And in those moments, we flee to safety. So I fled. I moved five times across the country. I tried to find things. I was chasing success. I was chasing the next feeling of, of identity. And what I realized is that 
the transition that one should take part in is that of grace and that of patience and that of staying true to diving into things as best you can without running from them. Because the more that you run from a feeling, the longer that feeling will chase you and you will be a victim to that and captivated by that. And I certainly allowed myself to be that. So that place of acceptance, giving yourself grace and really learning to slow down and dive into why and what you're running from during a transition, if anything. And if the transition is something that you feel ready for and excited for, then full steam ahead. However, there is a balance between keeping your feet on the ground and stable and also going full steam ahead into your dreams and desires of what you know is possible outside of your previous comfort zone. The outcome or goal is a necessary final step of the process. How can you use the motivation of this outcome whilst remaining true to following the process and being in the process? I remember setting big goals and looking at them and saying, well, I really, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it feels weird to like set this specific process out, small goals to get to this big goal. And I remember getting confused again, going back to the statistics and, and trying to find measurables along the way. And that's, for sure powerful and ways to understand your improvement. But I, I cannot stress enough the importance of not neglecting the way that you feel. And the way that you feel is extremely important to the outcome. So one of the questions that I ask myself a lot is how do you want to feel with that goal? How do you want to feel with that outcome? Because it's extremely important to me to align my mind and my body and to feel that alignment with what I want versus just saying, oh, cool, I'm, you know, gonna just do this thing and then I'm gonna just like, you know, then fist pump and like, you know, win a million dollars and move on. Where's the, where's the purpose there? Where's like, what's the why? What's the purpose? And that is so hard. And I falter and I waver and I cry and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I feel like I'm supposed to do something else. And all of that is because there's a sense of loss of feel for what it is that you feel you're worthy of and deserving of. And that's my experience. So my point with this is the outcome is simply the end result of all of the different feelings and visions and imagery that you have along your process. So if you want to feel a certain way, you have to create those milestones for yourself in snapshots, because to get to that moment, the mind and the body are going to be aligned. No, this is very flowery, but the only way to really tap into the outcome of something is to align the mind and the body with how you want to feel at the end of that, whether it's taking up a new hobby, 
whether it's buying a home, whether it's transitioning from a big event in your life, a birth, a death, an identity transition from a career, from a sport, a traumatic experience. It's all extremely important to understand the outcome of how you want to feel, not just the idea of it. Through your company, Rise Athletes, you're providing mentoring from previous Olympians to the next generation of potential Olympians. What are the key tools that come up consistently across all athletes of all ages that support them in their process? Rise Athletes is a unique platform in that we found that Olympic athletes were lacking a sense of purpose and significance. And we found that youth athletes were confused and generally feeling overwhelmed with how to train their mind to be in alignment with their body in sport. And we thought, what better way than to connect the two people that are seeking alignment together to build each other up and to benefit on their own through that process? So in the process of mentoring, the Olympians provide tools to the youth athletes to help them perform, to reach their peak performance, to have a holistic balance in their life, to be able to grow and transition within their sport or to college athletics or in their performance of any kind, dancers, actors, etc. These tools that continually come up are that of visualization like learning how to focus, which is extremely challenging because there's a lot of branches under that, where our locus of attention goes, our locus of control goes. And the last one is the self-empowerment technique, which shows up endlessly that a lot of the understanding of mentorship is that someone is going to tell you how to do things and do something. And the purpose of mentorship is to empower someone to do those things themselves. And that's one of the things that we really focus on within our program. And across the board, the things that athletes are succeeding in the most and the things that they need the most are the same thing. So what they need are eventually the things that they are learning how to do on their own and feel empowered to do so. So we focus a lot on visualization to trust that process. We do a lot of flow chart work, so thoughts and how they continue to spiral and how we can stop those thoughts in the tracks and learn how to switch those beliefs to create and cultivate positive mindset. So we work a lot on visuals and we have people write things very frequently, draw things. All of those things are very helpful in them understanding their process because they're kinesthetic learners, they're visual learners, and we train our Olympians in those skills, with those skills, so that they understand how to deliver them. So again, those those are the tools that continue to show up in visualization, learning how to control the controllables by listing out the process, drawing the charts of their thoughts, etc. So without diving too deep into each of those, which I could do for a really long time, 
it's extremely important that at Rise Athletes in our program that we create a really, really strong bond between the Olympic athlete and the youth athlete. Because no matter what, they both impact one another. No Olympian is too good to learn from a youth athlete and no youth athlete is too proud to learn from an Olympian. It is just a beautiful relationship and I get so emotional talking about it. Um, so that's like, and it's interesting because as we grow, I for sure get stuck in the process and get so frustrated at certain parts of what I do, sitting at a computer, feeling like I don't know where things are going, et cetera, et cetera. But I go back to that. How do I want to feel? Like, how do I want to feel building this community, building this team? And I want to feel that I've been able to take my experiences and I've been able to take my passion for betterment of a culture of sport and putting it into action. Because that is the most liberating and enlightening experience for me and my business partner and all of our teams. 